Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Haley B. Miller, and this is Ohio Politics Explained, a podcast where you give us 15 minutes and we give you all the news you need to sound smart and impress your friends. Welcome back to another episode of Ohio Politics Explained, the Schoolhouse Rock edition. This week, we're talking about fracking in state parks, how young voters could shape 2024, when the state's new marijuana law might change, and why some Republicans want to shove the judicial branch aside. Joining me today is Laura Bischoff. Welcome back. Hey, thank you for having me. So first off, let's talk about fracking. Ohio's Oil and Gas Land Management Commission voted Wednesday to start accepting bids for fracking under state parks, specifically Salt Fork State Park and two wildlife areas in Carroll County and Columbiana County. All of this comes after Republicans voted last year to greenlight the use of public land for oil and gas exploration. And this process has been pretty controversial, to say the least. Yeah, our colleague Jesse Ballmer was out at the Ohio Department of Natural Resources headquarters where the meeting was held, and she said it was pretty wild. A lot of members of the public who were yelling um, during the meeting, it disrupted the meeting for a while. People were saying public land is not for profit. And then when the meeting, it got interrupted and when it got reconvened, you know, somebody was yelling, you're not, you're not allowed, you're not, uh, you're allowed to give away our parks, but we can't say anything. So there was a lot of, it was just a little wild and wooly, you know? I think I saw a picture on Twitter of someone playing guitar to the commission at some point too. So good stuff. What do we know about kind of the history of fracking in Ohio and why so many people are upset about this? Well, this goes back uh, quite a ways. Um, Ohio actually legalized leasing its public lands for oil and gas exploration back in 2011, but uh, that law stalled for a while. And then just about a year ago, the Republicans in the General Assembly rewrote the law, and it kind of kick-started the process again, and that's where we are today. And in addition to the environmental debate that happens with fracking as to whether it's good for Ohio's lands and certainly state parks that people are using on a regular basis, there's been this whole other issue with letters that were sent in support of fracking to the commission that a lot of Ohioans say were fake. They said that letters were sent in their name that they never actually sent. Cleveland.com had a really good investigation into this and found this has happened in other states too. So the attorney general has been looking into that. And I think that's just added kind of another wrinkle to this process. Yeah, I think that that really kind of undermined trust in the whole system. People are kind of like, if they're going to be lying about this, what else are they going to be lying about? the supporters for fracking. And it's interesting. I'm curious to see what Dave Yost's office will uh, uncover on this. Right. So next up in this process, now that the commission has looked at this, is that bids can go ahead and be submitted and those will be accepted starting in January. So expect to see a lot more developments on this front. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. 
Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And our second topic for today is Ohio's young voters. Now, we don't have specific numbers on turnout for last week's election yet, but exit polls show they played a pretty key role in the passage of Issues 1 and Issues 2. According to a CNN exit poll, a whopping 84% of Ohioans 18 to 29 backed legal marijuana and 77% voted for the abortion rights amendment. Weed and reproductive rights are generally seen as big issues for young voters, and that's part of what got them amped up for this election. But organizers I talked to said it's a little bit bigger than that. They say young Ohioans are fed up, basically, and feel like their rights are under attack. Laura, what do you feel like this means for 2024? You know, I don't know. I think if the Democrats can keep abortion on the table as a, as a key issue, like, you know, elect us and we'll continue to protect those rights that you fought for and you voted for, I think that would maybe get the younger voters to keep them engaged and help, you know, somebody like Sherrod Brown to get reelected. But it doesn't, you know, just because you have these two hot button issues that are important to young voters on the ballot, like having them on the ballot doesn't mean that they're going to follow through and, you know, pay attention to who's running for, you know, Supreme Court or the school boards or what have you. It's not necessarily a direct translation. And young voters can be, you know, a little bit fickle. They can dial in on things like abortion and weed and then, you know, be completely tuned out for other stuff. Yeah, some stuff that I read and then as part of some conversations I had for this story, it seems like young voters are really interested in these issue elections. So maybe we'll see them get excited or interested about, you know, redistricting reform if that's on the ballot next year. But younger Democratic voters in particular, I think, are really ready for new leadership. And we'll have President Joe Biden on the ballot again next year, former President Donald Trump on the ballot for Republicans. And so I think a lot of young voters are sort of disillusioned with the process for selecting candidates and really don't feel like anyone who's at the table right now deserves their vote. I've heard young voters kind of express the same sentiment. And speaking of the election, remember when Ohio voters approved a new recreational marijuana law that happened just yeah, last week? That. Well, it looks like that's going to change and it's going to happen pretty soon if some folks have their way. There's a lot happening here, so bear with me. Governor DeWine flagged changes that he wants lawmakers to tackle on issue two before the law takes effect December 7th. That includes clearing up when people can smoke in public and making sure kids aren't exposed to marijuana ads, among some other concerns that he has. Senate President Matt Hoffman also wants to deal with this now, and he said the Senate plans to pass a bill on December 6th. That proposal still taking shape, but he's working with DeWine's office and they're probably going to look at things like the tax rate and where the revenue goes. The House is not exactly on the same page, though. What are we hearing from Speaker Jason Stevens? Yeah, I think that uh, Stevens is not as gung ho on um, making changes to this law that just got passed by a pretty big margin. And also there's a tension between Jason Stevens and Matt Huffman, because both of them want to be speaker next legislative. 
legislative session. So there's a little rivalry, kind of like the backstory is that these, these two guys are, are, you know, positioning for power. And there is a time crunch, you know, they have to, to avoid having, you know, having the law take effect and then, um, you know, changing the rules after a, a certain amount of time, they need to act by, like you said, December 7th is when the law takes effect. And so them not being on the same page just sort of doesn't look good for, for Hoffman's plan to make these changes. Uh, that said, sometimes lawmakers are at odds one moment and then they're, um, holding hands and uh, heading down the same path the next moment. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's interesting because I think they have different definitions of what is an urgent, immediate need. Stevens doesn't think that he really need to deal with things like the tax rate and the revenue for several more months because legal sales in Ohio aren't actually going to start until late next summer or more likely the fall Things like public smoking and some clarifications they want to make to the language along those lines arguably might be more urgent because starting December 7th, people will be able to use and possess. But there's just there's a lot in this law and a lot of different things that they could theoretically deal with later if they wanted to. But both Huffman and DeWine have said that they want Ohioans to have a real clear sense of what's what when this law actually goes into place. That like tweaking tweaking the law is probably going to be fine, but if they make massive changes, that might not be well received by the voters who just said yes to this law. I think key is going to be what happens with the tax rate, because if they jack up the tax rate, you know, too high, it could just keep the black market and trips to Michigan alive for people who want marijuana. So you know, it's going to be interesting to watch. And I know Haley, you've been covering this issue really thoroughly. And we're lucky to have you on the team to, you know, keep our readers apprised as to what's going on. Well, thank you. It certainly is not a debate that's ending anytime soon. All right. Our final topic requires a bit of a civics lesson. With issue one passing, courts will now look at how current laws fit or don't fit with the abortion rights amendment. Ohio's six-week ban on abortions, for example, will likely eventually be declared unconstitutional. This is how the judicial branch works. This is their role in governing Ohio. Now, four Republicans want to take that power away from the courts and give it to the legislature. Rep. Jennifer Grove said they want to prevent, quote, judicial activism from muddying the waters and misinterpreting issue one against the state's abortion laws. This is pretty much a non-starter. Stevens totally dismissed the idea, saying it's, quote, schoolhouse rock type stuff. And DeWine was not really about this either, which not too surprising because he used to be the attorney general. Yeah, you're right. This is a basic uh, civics lesson. There are three co-equal branches of government. The legislature makes the laws, the executive branch enforces the laws, and the judiciary interprets the laws. And lawmakers are sworn to uphold the Constitution, not just the parts that they like. This proposal, Jennifer Gross, a Republican from Westchester, has kind of been the face of it. This proposal grabbed headlines across the country and even overseas. You know, I saw the Washington Post wrote about it, CBS News, The Guardian, and it's it's being widely panned as not a good idea. Yeah, and you know, there are some Democrats out there who are, you know, saying never say never when it comes to this legislature, but it just seems incredibly unlikely that this will get any momentum. There will certainly be other conversations happening 
as some have signaled about whether to look at legislation that supports families and children, whether someday maybe there's going to be another ballot question on abortion access down the road. All signs for now, at least, are suggesting that that's not going to happen next year, but certainly more likely than Ohio courts just suddenly not being able to do their job. Exactly. And one more thing before you go. Laura and a team of reporters published a huge investigation this week on problems in Ohio's youth prison system. We dug into this project in a special episode of OPE, so we're not going to get into it here. But be sure to check that out if you haven't already. And you can read all of the stories from that series on our websites. In addition to reading the stories, make sure you check out the videos. There's some really powerful work done by our uh, visual journalists from across Ohio. Absolutely. And finally, finally, a quick programming note. We will be taking next week off for Thanksgiving, and we hope you also take a break from politics for the holiday. We will be back in December. Ohio Politics Explained is brought to you by the USA Today Network Ohio Bureau. You can check us out on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Ohio Explained. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... uh human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.